welcome back to Outer Street. My name's Kurt Elder. Today, our dear friend Lynn Fisher is not joining us. He has a busy day in the legislature, and but that's not going to stop us from having a really good conversation with our Lincoln Parks director, Maggie Sucky Ross. Maggie, how are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm great. How are you, Kurt? I'm good. You know, I'm enjoying a nice week of warmer weathers. Let's have the snow melt. Um, yesterday, I was out walking East Campus with my son, and I'm like, buddy. Are you excited about bike weather? And mom's like, Kurt, what 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 are you doing? You know, there's still two to three months of possible like why are you getting this hopes up? Yes, but doesn't thirty-five degrees feel like I Fantastic. mean I don't need a jacket right now. It's bizarre. Oh, yeah. It's bizarre yeah. how our minds change in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh I've known Maggie for a while now. Uh I don't know if you've been on a show. Are you a first time visitor? I believe I am a first-time visitor. Yes, I'm happy to be here on your street. On our street, your street, my street. Our street. Our street. Our street, your street, O-U-R street, check. Excellent, uh, excellent. Excellent. So we want to have you come on and just, one, we want to learn more about the Parks Department. Uh, well, one, about yourself, about the Parks Department and the work that you do and what are some of those exciting projects that you have going on now and in the future. And I know that there's a number of, public events that you have coming up that, that we just want to learn more about too. So let's just start learning more about you. For those that may not know you, who are you? Awesome. How did you get into your position and why do you stay there? Who am I and where am I from? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. I am about 18 months in as the director of Parks and Recreation. I'm sure listeners of your show will remember um, my predecessor, Lynn Johnson, who held this position for, I believe it was 23 years. Um, he retired in 22 and mayor asked if I would consider coming into this role. At the time, I was the director of the Lincoln Parks Foundation, which is the nonprofit arm of this department. So it is a nonprofit set up specifically to support the Parks and Recreation Department. And I had been in that role for about five years at that point. And um, my past included um, a stint in government. I actually worked in Washington, D.C. for a United States Senator. And so the idea of uh, coming back into government was um, I had some idea of what to expect, and I also will say it is a little different in Lincoln, Nebraska than it is in Washington, D.C., but um, I've learned a lot and, you know, just care so much about Lincoln and, and giving back. It was uh, an easy decision to make. So why do I stay? I love this town. I love the quality of life that um, is provided for our residents and our visitors, and I think Sung Hero in providing a lot of that joy, a lot of those amenities that maybe people don't even realize are under our purview. So it's an honor to work with this amazing team and see the fingerprints of our department all over the community. And maybe today we can open eyes to uh, the extent <laughs> of what that uh, impact is and, and how we do touch your life every day. Sure. Let's just learn more about the department just quickly. When we think about your department, how big is it? And then we'll just learn more about that and we'll ask about acres and assets and amenities and just our listeners know that I like details facts and I just nerd out and so I'm just 
really want to enjoy this. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll start with our team. Uh, you know, Parks and Recreation has a team of 170 full-time um, employees who are with us year-round. We're divided into various um, sections and divisions and do different uh, different parts of the work. We seasonally add about 400 employees for our summer um, programming. Uh, most of that, over 50% of that goes to aquatics. So part of our world is the, the public pools that we operate. Right now we have nine public pools. So we are hiring a lot of lifeguards. If you haven't heard um, over the last several years, <laughs> the aquatics um, Hiring has been a challenge. It's not just a challenge that Lincoln has felt, but it's a challenge that's really been nationally. Swimming has changed. Um, summer employment has changed. We just, we've ch been challenged uh, like many of our peer communities to fill those spots. So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that as of last week, all of our positions are open. And so if you know of someone who might be interested in, in summer seasonal work, whether that's in aquatics or, or all of our summer programming, please have them um, visit the Lincoln City of Lincoln Jobs website and learn more. Um, so we surge to about 600 employees every summer and um, those employees are taking care of facilities from, like I said, public um, pools to our golf courses, to our dog runs, to our 137 parks across the community, 172 miles of trails that we manage. Um, and then of course our street trees um, and trees in our parks and in our golf courses, we manage about 120,000 trees in our forestry section, excuse me, section. So um, really high level, our teams are our forestry team, our parks district teams, um, we have our facilities maintenance team that takes care of all the behind the scenes stuff that you don't think about, but you expect to be there. Um, <laughs> and then of course our recreation team, which is our recreation centers, our summer day camps, um, Pioneers Park Nature Center is part of that. We have athletics programs, uh, team sports. Uh, we have clubs and classes for individuals with special needs through our programs at Easter Day Recreation Center. Uh, we have a preschool. Uh, many people don't know our preschool program at Calvert and at Pioneers Park are uh, regularly difficult to get into because of capacity. They're great programs. Um, and then we just do a variety of free events related to wellness and fitness um, across the community. So a lot of people do and um, always looking ahead to the future, you know, what sure. What recreation amenities do we not have that we really should think about preparing for? And my favorite one to bring up is pickleball. I don't know if you've talked about pickleball here on this program. You know, but I, I have a number of friends that are picklers and I have, I've yet to play, but it's something that I, that I would like to play because it just seems like it's just, it's just gone. It's just everywhere. It is everywhere and it really has, you know, it's been around for quite a while, but in Lincoln, I would say in the last 10 years, it's really exploded. And 10 years ago, we did not have any pickleball courts. And today we have um, in the works um, additional courts at two facilities and probably more to come. So pickleball is the classic example in today's world of an amenity that many people expect um, our department to keep up with. And what's beyond pickleball? I I don't know, but I'm sure we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, there, there, there's, there's one facet that, because I, 
through the work I did with one of our last directors, Mr. Dave Landis, he was very much a proponent and lover of public art. And you do quite a bit with public art yourself, don't you? That's right. A majority of the public art in Lincoln um, ends up on parkland. And it just makes sense, whether it's along our trails or in our park facilities, we have um, a lot of land and a lot of available spaces for public art. So while public art is there's not a team uh, necessarily in the department that handles it. We all kind of handle it. Um, I actually just got notified this morning that our our newest public art uh, installation, which is going near 11th and G, um, the artwork arrived over the weekend. So yes, our team works on public art. Um, we love being the the caretakers of this incredible community investment, and um, it's it's definitely other duties as assigned when it comes to public art. Definitely understand that. And uh, some of those other duties assigned, some people may not know that it's Tower Square at the intersection of what is that, 13th and Peak. That's also a city park. That is something that you did and that's something that you helped manage create. That's right. Yeah. A Tower Square. A lot of Tower Square. Down, downtown people don't realize um, Centennial Mall is technically um, a public park managed by our public gardens team. Um, Government Square, which is that funky fountain that's located at 10th and O behind the, the wrought iron fence. That's technically a park. Um, down in the Haymarket, um, the train that sits uh, just next to Iron Horse Park. Of course, Iron Horse Park is a public park, but we're also in charge of the train. Uh, so that that lands under us as well. So um, there are there are several amenities that people don't realize have anything to do with us um, that you that you enjoy and, and visit. I'll add that we are, um, people like to joke that we're the landlord for a lot of great amenities in this town too. And I would point to uh, the Lincoln Children's Zoo is um, operating on parkland. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there is a lease agreement for the zoo um, through Parks and Recreation to operate. Uh, same with the Children's Museum. They're technically on parkland. So they are operating through us. Um, Woods Tennis Center would be another one. So we, we have a lot of great partners that are um, using our facilities to do good things in the community. You offer such a wonderful segue before we take our break. Using, Excellent. When we think of the past three or four years, you know, we had pre-pandemic pandemic now. And when we look at the usage of different facilities, trails, facets, whatnot, what I believe I saw was more people using public parks. Uh, maybe not parks, but trails. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that usage has sustained and that is now a, a known commodity and people's options of things to do? Or have they reverted back down to pre-pandemic levels? Do you have any touch points on that? We absolutely do. You know, we work um, with our partners in the planning department to do trail counts every year. And I can tell you, um, absolutely, trail counts were up during the pandemic. There's no question about it. Um, we don't have anybody, you know, as a as a bouncer per se at a park, we don't have great numbers on people visiting parks, but I think we can all say anecdotally, absolutely, we saw an increase in usage. Um, an area where we are tracking numbers is municipal golf. So we have five golf courses in Lincoln and um, we can all remember that golf was one of the few uh, sport or recreation activities where uh, it was really still okay to be golfing during the pandemic. And we have seen our numbers skyrocket at golf and they continue to stay high. So I think um, in terms of, of actual numbers that we can track, I could say post COVID golf, we're 
were still riding high and trail count numbers all across the city um, remain high as well. So um, we have seen that um, increase. I'm trying to think if I can point to numbers for decrease. I suppose the public pool um, aquatic numbers did dip during COVID um, because we, frankly, we didn't open and we didn't open sure. all the pools then um, as we came out of COVID. Um, those numbers are slowly ticking up. And I think this year might be the first year where we're back to kind of a pre-pandemic number. Um, and that just, you know, for a lot of reasons makes makes sense that that's where they're at. Wonderful. So uh, we've covered so much in the first half. Let's just go take a quick break here. Um, but we're going to continue this great conversation with Lincoln Parks Director Maggie Sakiras, and we will be back in a few moments. Join us then. Welcome back to Our Street. My name's Kurt Elder, and I'm having a great conversation with Lincoln Parks Director Maggie Sakiras. In the first half of uh, our show, we learned more about her, and we learned more about the Parks Department, and just the just the gem that it is within our city. Um, but in the second half, I really want to learn more and help you learn more about where the Parks Department's going. What's the vision in the next 10 years? As I was looking on your website, Maggie, uh, there was a 10-year master plan process. Is that something that is updated every few years, five years? That's the baseline. But then can you tell me more what's in that planning process and move forward? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you're talking about our 10-year facilities plan. That and this is what is, I'm talking about. Yeah, we just celebrated the the 10th year of the 10-year facilities plan. So it is a document that we work with our users, we work with our advisory groups, we work with our staff to put together kind of a guiding document regarding investments that we need to be making in our um, park and rec facilities over the next 10 years. So we update it every two years and part of that update includes a prioritization exercise where um, you know we take a look at uh, critical critical um, updates or upgrades we need to make um, with the information we have today, recognizing that sometimes things happen and things break and investments need to be made based on um, emergency or emergent situation. So it is a guiding document. It helps us create our annual CIP budget or our biannual CIP budget as well. For the people that know what a CIP is, Oh, it's just such a nerdy city word, Kurt. I can't believe not everybody knows what a CIP is. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, the CIP is the Capital Improvement Program. So um, it is where all of our improvement dollars are housed and um, departments that are expending CIP dollars um, are all those that are out and about that you see. So LTU, all of that street improvement that you've been seeing um, from Lincoln on the Move, that's all CIP. So um, it's just a, a category of spending um, within city government. And it, for us, it is where um, all investments in physical facilities sit. So we've got a 10-year plan for parks and recreation facilities. And we also have a 10-year plan for our golf program. So um, it's a pretty intense process. You know, our staff is tracking, um, like I said earlier, 137 parks, 172 miles of trails. Um, it, begins to sound like the 12 days of Christmas when I start rattling everything <laughs> we've got here. That's um, my favorite joke, you know, 93 playgrounds, nine public pools, six rec centers, five dog runs. 
and a and beautiful one, public garden. Yeah, and a happy director. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, we are we are looking at you know the life cycle of a playground. We're looking at um, you know what trails need to be refurbished based on their condition. We're looking at um, HVAC units in our rec centers, um, different things that make our swimming pools work that I couldn't even tell you um, the level of detail we've got in there. So um, it is projecting out like any household does what's on the horizon and and helping us tell the story when it comes to budgeting um, of the money we need to meet the expectations, frankly, exceed the expectations of our community. Great. So <clears throat> I think this is a good transfer as well into what are some of those things that are going on right now? Uh, recently saw that there was a news article uh, sharing a bit more about how Lincoln's going to receive $600,000 uh, for playground renovations. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that uh, and then two, how those uh, seven parks were selected. Yeah, this comes directly out of that 10-year facilities plan. So our playground, um, our physical playgrounds are on about a 20-year replacement cycle. And so the 10-year plan helps us track, you know, when was that playground installed and when do we need to replace it? Um, just safety guidelines change and sometimes the usage of these playgrounds really necessitate getting new equipment in there just to make sure people are 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 safe. So the playgrounds that are going to be receiving the new, um, the funding and, and the match funding from the department, again, that's directly out of the 10 year plan. So they were the next seven playgrounds that were due um, for replacement. And frankly, due to limited city funding, they're probably overdue for replacement. So with this grant, we are going to be able to catch up and we will not have a single park that is overdue uh, for that new neighborhood playground um, once the grant is complete. So we are absolutely thrilled for that support. You wouldn't know this, but many years ago during the Beitler administration, he had a uh, he had a data-driven budget process uh, taking charge. And That's I remember right. watching the presentations from Lynn Johnson talking about what your what your funding needs were and what was actually being met, and just that just that gap between what you had and what you needed and just was what wasn't being addressed and this this just looked like a great big ball of news and i was just i was excited for you guys even though I'm, i have nothing to do with your department directly and I'm like well that's just i just remember seeing that powerpoint slide thinking wow yeah you know that wow. that we talk about it as a gap, but frankly, there's just, there's so many needs in this community um, that our administration works to balance what the investments are. Um, we look to creative funding solutions a lot, whether that's federal grants, um, leaning on our partners at Lincoln Parks Foundation to help us generate support for, for new and exciting things. I think We'll talk about the skate park here in a second, but that's a great yep. example of, you know, a new amenity that we'd like to bring to our community, but we need some financial support to go with it. So, sure. um, which is something that your old position used to be really supportive of, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was all about fundraising um, for Parks and Rec. You know, a, a nuance that I'll point out is that the foundation does not exist to supplant what the city should be paying for. So that basic level of service um, that your tax dollars are going mm -hmm. to pay for, we are not 
um, replacing that with private right. philanthropy. It's still important that the city is investing, but without additional private support, it's that new facility that you know, growing population, new leisure interests, those wouldn't be, um, they probably wouldn't be happening to the extent that they are happening today. I just have one last question about the funding of this project. It was coming from uh, Land and Water uh, funds, right? That's right. Yep. Right. Land and Water. So, Land and Water, so most people will not know what Land and Water Conservation Funds are or, 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 or with the limitations or just what it does to some of the park land. But, yeah, but, so, but, but of the land of the parks that are being supported with this funds, will it convert them from one kind of park with without restrictions to a park with restrictions due to the use of these funds? Yes. Yeah, so it is one of those federal funds that when you accept them and when you expend them, it um, puts a restriction um, on the facility, on that land, that in perpetuity, it must remain public outdoor recreation parkland. So, um, you know, for us, we think of it as a really great thing because we, you know, as we're investing in these facilities, absolutely, it mm -hmm. should always remain a park and it should be protected in that way. Um, the federal dollars, accepting the federal dollars just puts an extra, I like to call it the double secret protection. So it will be very hard to undo that investment. And frankly, I think for the citizens of Lincoln and, and all those who enjoy our facilities, that's a really good thing. So it's yeah. it's a lot of administrative work to make that happen. But um, we have so many facilities in our system that have the land and water protection um, because it's just been such a huge supporter of, of our facilities and enhancing our facilities for many, sure. many years. So here in our last, I don't know, 10 or so minutes, I'll, I'll leave it up to you, Maggie. We have a couple ways that we can go. We can talk about another project, or if you want to talk more about what are ways that people can get involved with current active projects, uh, where would you like to go first next, I guess? Yeah, I think, you know, today I'll say um, as 2024 starts, we are thrilled and excited to be working full steam ahead on South Haymarket Park. Um, here in our department. South Haymarket Park is the new downtown park um, that is planned for the the parcel that's basically south of the final um, rail yard garage. So if you think about that um, Pinnacle Bank Drive that comes down the, the very west side of the rail yard, when you get to the final parking garage, if you look straight ahead, um, you're gonna see a big open parcel of land. And that is the future home of South Haymarket Park. We have a lot of children who are growing up in downtown Lincoln, the new areas of, of the Haymarket and the rail yard, and uh, they are growing up without access to green space. We have a lot of individuals working down there when they take their lunch break or take their afternoon break, there is uh, not a lot of green space. It is well past time that we establish um, some great outdoor respite um, for the folks that are visiting and living in downtown Lincoln. And that's what South Haymarket Park is going to do. Um, when the mayor gave her state of the city address last fall, she talked about her 13 priorities for the second term. And I am super excited uh, that South Haymarket Park is one of those pillar projects. So it is our top priority right now. We are in the midst of designing the park, working on the different features, the different amenities. And I will say those are my favorite meetings right now is talking to park designers and planners about what this park is going to look like. One of the biggest features or the most prominent features in this park is going to be Lincoln's first in-ground skate park. 
And this skate park is um, another, I'm going to call it overdue amenity here in the city of Lincoln. Right now we have two above ground skate parks. One is at Tierra Park and one is at Peter Pan Park, but we don't have an in-ground skate park. Um, this is gonna be a facility, we like to say for all wheels. So not just skateboarders, it's for um, roller skaters, it's for scooters, it's for kids on their little balance bikes. Um, we're so excited to get working on the plans for the skate park. And actually on Tuesday, January 30th, which I believe is right after this will come out, um, from 5 to 7 p.m., we're going to have a public open house about the design of that skate park. Um, our friends at the Bay are hosting this event. Um, the mayor is going to be there. We're going to dive into what Lincoln is looking for in this future in-ground skate park at South Haight Market Park. So that is one thing, um, I'm not a skateboarder. I think I need to start skateboarding so that I can nah. really love this facility when it opens. But you know, um, it's going to be awesome. You know, I can appreciate people that enjoy it. <clears throat> I have, I have fallen way too much. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just know I don't have the skill set. I know that practice <laughs> solves a lot of things, and you know, you put time and effort to it. Sometimes appreciation is good enough for me. Yeah, well, there's going to be a great place, Kurt, for you to sit and watch the skaters um, <laughs> and maybe grab a coffee from the mill and cruise down to the park and see all the action down there. Um, we are building it to host events. Uh, it'll be big enough that we can pull in some bleachers and maybe host some some bigger regional events, which is something that Lincoln's um, never been on, on the list for because we haven't had the facility. So um, again, the skate community is super pumped about this. We're pumped about it. We have a lot to learn and that all kicks off um, on Tuesday the 30th when we begin our conversation about what the facility should look like. Great. We just have a few minutes left. I just wanna allow you just a second to uh, just say whatever might be on your mind. But when when we look at the future of Parks and Recs, I know that there's a 10-year plan, and I know there's retirements that are coming up through that. How will that retirement factor into how Lincoln Park do, does its work? Because you know, there's just a lot of good people that are doing good work, but we got to train people coming up behind us. Any thoughts on that dynamic? Yeah, it's it's such a great point. You know, we are, um, I am proud to say we have a member of our team who has been with us for 50 years. That's five zero years who's been with Parks and Rec for that long. I mean, there's no question that our team is um, tenured. They've got a lot of background, a lot of um, information that there's just no way, you know, unless we start bringing in folks who are, um, who are wanting to be, you know, part of this team and, and part of that transition. Um, are we ready for it? No, I mean, I think every city department is facing a similar, um, a similar reality in the future. Um, I would encourage anyone who thinks about parks and recreation to really think about it as um, a career. I mean, there, it's a career, there's ways to continue to grow and evolve in your in your work with our department and um yeah much to say on on what <laughs> what is coming down the pike you know honestly kurt i would say the same thing about the aging population of lincoln um i know our aging department recently announced our designation as an age-friendly community and i'm that. on i'm on the the board that's helping advise um, the mayor on steps we need to take. But one of the things I'm hoping to bring to that conversation is how do we 
evolve our parks and recreation facilities to serve all ages. Um, and that includes our aging um, population, our seniors. You know, we've got a, a fit lot here at Woods Park where I'm talking yep. to you from that is constantly used. And I'd love to have fit lots all over this community. You know, when we put in a new playground, should we be putting in a fit lot? I think there's a lot of conversation we can have about yeah. about serving that community as well. Well. We'll just end it with this and say, saying that a half hour conversation is nowhere near close to cover. It's not no. enough. That means that you just have to come back. <laughs> I and, will. Okay. Chat. I absolutely will. I really appreciate the, the opportunity. And, you know, if any listener is interested in keeping tabs on what we're doing, our website, uh, parks.lincoln.ne.org, excuse me, .gov, um, is the, the best place to look. And our social media channel also keeps folks updated, but um, would love to have people plugged into our work. And um, yeah, I like to end conversation with see you in the parks. So I'll say it here too. I hope to see you in the parks, Kurt and others. We'll see you in the park. Maggie, thank <laughs> you for your time. And to our thank listeners, you. thank you for joining us for another half hour of our sheet. We'll see you.